Okay, let's get started. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everybody who's joined this live. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, my name is Shuaib and I run a podcast called Dadhood, which where I bring on Muslim fathers and we just speak about, um, you know, being Muslim dads, our experiences and hopefully try to encourage other parents, uh, mothers and fathers, um, or fathers and mothers to make sure that they are being involved in their children's lives and um, they're kind of taking that responsibility seriously. And we just try to dive into a little bit about each of our guest experiences. So today, inshallah, we're going to be doing a little bit of our identity reveal, I guess, because we've got here at father to a queen. Now, I've been talking to the sheikh. I'm going to refer to you as the sheikh for a little bit now over <laughs> we've been we've been speaking over instagram for a little bit uh here and there back and forth and it seems like when i go into the comments of some of your posts people are always asking who are you can we see your face what's your name because we can only see your daughter mashallah so i think we're gonna have to start off with uh, a little bit of an identity reveal in terms of who we have in front of us and uh, we'll go into the rest of it as well, inshallah. So, inshallah, take it away, introduce yourself. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya al-mursaleen. Nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. I begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sending peace and blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad bin Abdullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his companions, his family. And everyone that follows them upon goodness up until the last day. Um, so I'll begin, inshallah, by introducing myself. My name is Ahmed Yunus. I'm currently living in London at the moment. And alhamdulillah, Rabbil I've been blessed to be a father uh, to a daughter. Walillah, alhamd. Barakallah, Sheikh. Jazakallah khairan, Sheikh Ahmed. So there you go. For those, all of you who are... <laughs> On on uh, on Ahmed's uh, profile, asking him who he is, what's his name, uh, what he's doing with his life. At least you have a little bit insight into that. Um, okay, so usually there's something that we ask all of our guests, Ahmed, when we bring them on to our lives on our podcast, is uh, how how many children do you have, and how old were you when you became a father? So I've got one daughter, Alhamdulillah, um, and I became a father at the age of twenty five. So, two years into my marriage, I became a father at the age of 25, alhamdulillah. So, alhamdulillah. 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 Okay, so 25, that's your mid-20s. Um, some people would say that's, that's the best age to become a father. Some would say maybe that's a little bit early, actually. Uh, what was your plan going into, like, fatherhood and marriage and stuff? Did you always know, okay, I'm going to get married early, I'm going to become a father early? Or was it just, you know, qadr Allah, whenever things happen, things happen? Well, to be honest with you, um, I got married at the age of twenty-three. And when I got married at the age of twenty-three, I was hoping to have a—I was hoping to become a father straight away. But Qadr Allah, my um, it's from the wisdom of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that uh, I became a father at the age of twenty-five. Um, and yes, yeah, so at the time, I was actually hoping to, to become a father slightly a bit earlier. But Qadr Allah, my Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala decreed that uh, I become a father at the age of twenty-five. So Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, that's great, bro. What What would you say is um, one of the key highlights that you've had since the birth of your daughter to how old she is now? I'm, I think she's around four years old, if I'm correct. She's currently five. She's currently five at the moment. Five? Yeah, okay. she's, okay. she's going to be six sometime soon, inshallah, in a few months. But um, she's seen it develop throughout the years, you know, subhanAllah. You know, it's true when they say that fatherhood actually changes you as a person. And just seeing her develop over the years and, and grow into her own personality is what, is what I find intriguing, well, I to be honest. Um, but you sort of realise, subhanAllah, yani, children are truly a blessing from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And that's one thing I, I, I've realised over the years, that children, they're, they're a blessing from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you find that in the, even in the Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to children in the Quran, for example, when Allah is addressing Zakariya alayhi salam, Allah he says, Ya Zakariya, inna nubashshiruka bi Oh Zakariya, we're giving you glad tidings of a child. 
So, like, seeing that, seeing a child develop over the years, it's, it's truly a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, you realise. So, alhamdulillah, that's probably the, the main highlight that I've, I've picked up on. Like, that children are truly a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a gift. Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. So, you said that um, children really change you. I, I, I honestly, I felt the same way. Um, you know, a lot of brothers... They say, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to have a child. I need to work on this and work on this and work on this. And yani, some of the things that they say are very valid, right? Some of them have maybe certain issues that they do need to work on before they bring children into their, into their life. But there's many things that, that brothers say that can only really be resolved once you do bring a child into your life. Why? Because it forces you to focus on that floor. You see it in front of you. Your child becomes a mirror to you. And you see the flaw in them and it forces you to work on that. Do you feel like there were any particular things uh, that maybe, uh, whether they're flaws or anything else character-wise, that before having a child you had that and then when your daughter came, it sort of started, it, it, kind, of, it kind of, you know, shone a light on it and you're like, I need to get rid of this. Yeah, no, definitely. I think before, before I became a father, um, I was a bit more relaxed in terms of like, I wasn't as disciplined. But I feel like once you become a father, I think once I became a father, everything changed. I was at university at the time. So um, in a way, I think it, ha it has its benefits because I became a bit more organized and a bit more disciplined with regards to my time. Um, and alhamdulillah, it sort of made me a bit more focused. Um, and you realize now there's a, there's a responsibility on your hands, right? <laughs> so you have no choice but to be you know, responsible and organized and disciplined. So I feel like for me, uh, it's the one thing that Wallahi, it changed me as a person and it made me a better person because you sort of realise that this is something which we're going to be questioned about Yom Al-Qiyamah. That's one thing I, I always remembered. That this is a mus'uliyah, a man from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're going to be questioned about this, a man in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and hence why the Prophet sallallahu he says, ala, ala kullukum that Indeed, each and every one of you is a shepherd. And each and every one of you is responsible for their flock. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be questioned on the Yom um, And as I mentioned earlier, the children are a blessing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that in the Quran. And on that day, meaning the day of resurrection of the Yom you're going to be questioned about these blessings. So um, I feel like me that it kept me focused, organized and disciplined. MashaAllah, I definitely felt the same thing. It focuses you, it makes you realize that all the things that you're supposed to be doing in your life towards the purpose of your akhirah is so much more obvious now. And there's there's no there's no time to do this and do that. Obviously, we still fall into time wasting, sinning, etc. But is giving you this new new kind of focus and purpose to to go towards your akhirah rather than being kind of left to your own devices having no responsibilities uh, i remember i speaking to one brother and he was basically saying that you know um you choosing depending on situations he's saying in general obviously people have certain scenarios where maybe they cannot have children or there's a reason why they are stopping themselves from having children, yani maybe medical, whatever it is, right? So putting those anomalies to the side, the general uh, uh, people who can go ahead and have children, that when they choose not to do that, they're choosing to live a, a life of no responsibility. And as a man, you cannot become uh, you know, a, a full man, you could say, without having responsibility put upon you. And, and, and one of the brothers was saying to me, I found it quite powerful because it's so true. You know, once you get responsibility thrust upon you, then you sort of realize, okay, I need to now kind of work on all these things I'm working on. I have to prioritize my time. I have to focus myself so that I can give each responsibility uh, its due right. Because like you said, we're going to be questioned about each of those responsibilities uh, on, on Yom Al-Qiyamah, subhanAllah. Okay, I think many people are going to be wondering and asking, how did the TikTok videos and the Instagram reels and all that kind of stuff start with your daughter? Can you take us through the story behind that? <laughs> so um, I think it was, it was like um, I was in a gathering with a few friends of mine um, and one of my friends was sort of complaining and saying, you know, um, 
you know, not all fathers are dead be, and that sort of conversation started <laughs> between the brothers. And I was like, I don't know why a lot of the sisters on social media are saying that a lot of the fathers are dead be. Um, this narrative sort of has to change. Um, and it, one of the brothers said, like, it would be great if one of the brothers were to take the responsibility of, like, showcasing um, what it is or, you know, raising a child and, and, and being an, a, pres- a father that is present and actively playing a role in the child's life. And yeah. uh, one of the brothers sort of said to me, Ahmed, yani, why don't you sort of take that role? And I said to him, nah, I'm not really a social media type of person. <laughs> he said to me, um, and I sort of said to him, look, I wouldn't want to put myself out there my daughter anyway. You know, I brought that argument of Ayn and the evil Ayn. And yes, he gave yes. me a, a really powerful response at the time. And he said to me, Akhi Ahmed, look, he goes, this is the problem. He goes, a lot of us, we have an understanding that uh, we fear the Ayn, we fear the evil Ayn. And we sort of, Forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa mawlana, that he is our protector. And as long as you take that isbab to protect yourself, then that's what's sufficient. As Allah says in the Quran, that, that nothing shall afflict us except if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written it for us. Except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Huwa mawlana, Allah is our protector. And in the hadith of, I believe, Ibn Abbas, when he was with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa one day and he says to him, the Prophet ﷺ says to him, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةِ And know that if the Ummah in اجتمعت أن يضروك بشيء لم يضروك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله لك If all the people were to come together and to harm you with something, they would never be able to harm you except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it was at that point, Allah, the penny sort of dropped for me and I realized that, you know what, this is, this is something, that this is a task that I think I should take and and I sort of started to recall, I recall at that point, you know, um, my interactions with my daughter. Um, but the first video video I ever sort of uh, put out there was was how it was, it was that time when I was teaching my daughter the the um, you know to be God conscious, to be conscious of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala who is Samir, who is Basir, who is Alim, that Allah is able to see us, He hears us, and He's present with us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowing. Um, so I was teaching her this part, you know, some of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then one day, I, it, was a, it was during COVID, funny enough. I found her on the balcony, on the phone, saying that she was talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. I sort of interrupted her and I said to her, <laughs> Bab, what are you doing? And she said to me, I'm on the phone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, she was sort of telling me, like, stay out of our conversation, I'm talking to my oh. Lord. And it was at that point I said to myself, Allah, Allah Akbar. And this is why it's so important to teach them from a very early age, right? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. And seeing her implement what I was teaching her, it, Allah, that was one of the happiest moments of my life, SubhanAllah. Allahumma lakul hamdu wa shukur. So that was the first video of the day. That was the reason as to why I started posting, akhi. <laughs> SubhanAllah. That's, that's an amazing story. That The advice that the brother gave you is so powerful. Because essentially what, what, we're, what we're falling into is we're not, we're not actually fully recognizing the power of Allah and His protection in our lives because we're so afraid that the, you know, that 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 we're going to be affected by the evil eye that we begin to maybe in our own selves diminish the power of Allah and His protection. But when you put it like that and you say, okay, Allah has given us the remedy. He said, if you do your morning and evening adhkar, you do you do um, the three quls, you do ayatul kursi, you do all these other things, then that's it. that's sufficient for your protection, and you have to have yaqeen in that. You can't you can't go into that being half-hearted, right? Thinking that okay, I've done it now, but I'm still not sure. Obviously, there's still that doesn't mean that evil eye doesn't exist. That doesn't mean that you know um, that we shouldn't be careful about what we do and how we present ourselves, right? Doesn't mean that now I've done that and I'll go and I'll flash everything. You've obviously been very careful what you have put out on social media and what you haven't. And I can tell that each video, there's a specific reason to it. So it means that you still you still are careful about things. But it's quite powerful, you know, subhanAllah. And I think it's a big reminder for myself as well. Because uh, as you can see, I don't put my children on social media at all. And, um, you know, for many other reasons. But I think this is a good reminder for myself and for everybody else to stay on top of the adhkar, number one. But also to recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is... In uh, true control of of anything that uh, happens to us, uh, whether good or bad, Subhanallah. Um, 
how did it then sort of roll off from there? Because uh, uh, you managed to put out a few more videos and it seems like nearly every single video was getting all of the hits and all of the views and there was all this feedback and stuff. So how is it sort of rolling on? Well, like the day that I, I so after I released that that video that I just mentioned when she was on the balcony, talks, you know, saying that she was talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I saw the reaction, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit scared at the time. <laughs> I got a bit scared of that, subhanAllah. You know, it went a bit too viral. Like, I wasn't expecting it to, to sort of go off like that. Um, and it was at that point that I was a bit reluctant. I said to myself, maybe I need to fall off and yeah. I don't know if I want to continue this. Um, yeah. It was a message I received. It, there was a message I received from a brother who is currently uh, incarcerated, he's in prison. He messaged me and he said to me, um, he goes, Akhi, I can't stop crying. And I said to him, uh, he, said, I, he said, I can't stop crying. He said, well, I'm very emotional. And I messaged back and I responded and I said, Akhi, I hope all is well. You know, um, Bismillah, what's, what's the issue? Um, at the time, I thought maybe he was going to ask for some financial support because that's what you generally think of somebody's, you know, he told me that he was in prison. So I thought maybe he needs a bit of help, no problem. He said to me, Akhi, I've realized that I haven't given my daughter her rights. He goes, when I saw your video, I realized that I haven't been given my daughter her rights. And I'm ashamed of myself. And I sort of said to him, I said, Akhi, do not lose hope. There's always time to return and to, and to rectify things. Um, and never lose hope. Inshallah, once you do come out, you can hopefully visit your daughter. Maybe write to her. And he said to me, Akhi, she's currently 18, 18 years of age. I said, Akhi, Kareem, first and foremost, tub Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that's, that's a sin. And secondly, you still have time. As long as you are breathing and you are living and you're on this earth and that your soul hasn't reached your throat, you have time. So make contacts now and try and rectify that situation. And wallahi, he, he, we stay in contact till today, alhamdulillah, you know, we, we're still in contact. Uh, he, uh, he did that and alhamdulillah, things are going well. But that was the sort of, that was the video that sort of made me realize that, you know what, maybe there is a benefit in this. Maybe there is khair to come from this. Maybe I can possibly change many brothers that are sort of falling short in this bab in this area uh, of, you know, giving their children and being a present active father. So that was a time that I said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to continue, inshallah. Uh, and then the messages just, you know, kept coming through. A parent saying, you know, my daughter, she learns every dua that your daughter, that you, you and your, you, you know, you and your daughter go through in, in your videos. So that also made me feel, um, made me feel good and made me want to continue. And I, there was another uh, sister, she's a single mother, she also messaged me and said to me that my daughter learned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your videos. So these videos, wallah, they, you know, these, sorry, these messages, they're very encouraging and it makes me want to continue. Um, and it made me, you know, it was, I, I sort of said to myself, do you know what? La'allahu khair. Maybe there's goodness in this. Um, and that's why I sort of continue to release some of these, uh, these videos that you see. Subhanallah, bro. Making me emotional with that story, Allahu Akbar. I got goosebumps, Allah. I got goosebumps. SubhanAllah, that just to imagine that somebody has not given their rights towards their children, it's, that's a big, big, big uh, musibah. But then you took me on a roller coaster, bro, that the fact that your videos then gave, you know, this person a chance to turn himself around and that other people have been benefiting their children through your videos that gives you so much joy like it, it, in one sense it's so it's so unfortunate that in our community we have this problem of fathers not being involved or parents not taking their children's tarbiyah so seriously because where else are they going to get that tarbiyah from other than their parents and and if they're going to get it elsewhere then it's likely to be Something that is not actually true tarbiyah. In fact, it's something that's going to take them towards the wrong path. Subhanallah, it's so unfortunate that we, in our community, we have this big issue of fathers not being involved or parents not giving proper tarbiyah to their children. But it's very, very encouraging to see that there are brothers like yourself who have taken on that responsibility because who else is going to take that responsibility if it's not going to be brothers like yourself, uh, and others that I've had on this podcast that take their 
fatherhood seriously take their parenting seriously if it's not going to be us that go ahead and encourage our brothers and our sisters our mothers our fathers our uncles and aunties to be involved in their children's lives and to take this tarbiya seriously then you know uh, who else is going to do it and then and then who who are we going to blame them if we can't do it then we can't blame anybody else for saying that oh there's nothing happening out there there's nobody encouraging our children to do this and that so may allah bless you and allow you to continue to do this and protect you and your family from any evil eye whilst you're doing it because wallah is a big big huge blessing for the community and the fact that you've already had messages coming through people saying that their children are connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they're being inspired from you and your daughter. Uh, they're learning du'as. Uh, they're, they're even, do you know what, what you were saying? His daughter's 18 years old. I thought you were going to say that his daughter is just, you know, maybe a few years old, similar to, to our children. The fact that his daughter's 18, yet after 18 years, he still wants to make a change because of what he has seen. That is, wallah, a big, huge blessing. So you're not just impacting people um, who have daughters that are the same age as yourself or sons that are the same age, five, six, four years old, whatever it is. It's impacting people who have gone through their life, their, their children are now adults, and they're able to then reconnect with their children, subhanAllah. And this is actually one of the um, main uh, things I had when I, I had a similar thing when I was starting this kind of podcast and this channel and fatherhood and stuff like that you know I, my wife was telling me look why don't you do it you know you've got kind of a, a personality and stuff that can maybe do this I said look I don't want to be in social media um I was on social media when I was younger you know in the teenagers when I got to university I locked it off I said, there's no point this is unproductive I'm not going to do it so about four or five years I was off social media and I only came back to start something like this and my wife encouraged me to do it because she said look you you should do it because you have something of benefit to share to people and they can they can learn from this and make that your intention then i spoke to uh, one of my teachers and he said to me uh this was more so about uh, in terms of my relationship with my father so less so about talking about you know raising children but rather reconnecting with your parents or having a close relationship with your parents because i didn't grow up with my father and i told the sheikh i said look i've managed to reconnect with him and he said, I didn't even tell him I want to go out and I want to encourage people to do this. He said, Shweb, there's an amana upon you because you've gone ahead and you've done something that people struggle with. They struggle with their relationship with their parents. They struggle, especially if their parents are divorced, to keep a good relationship with both of them. That if you've gone ahead and done that, then there's an amana upon you to share that with others so that they can actually benefit from that as well. So the point being is that we we have to you know, make use of the blessings that Allah SWT has given us to help other people. So yeah, subhanAllah, so encouraging to see that and that people are benefiting from it, bro. Um, what's the what's the process you go through in terms of making your video? Do you kind of like, is it is it spontaneous? Like, it kind of seems like it's, it's like you're already doing what you're doing with your daughter in terms of you're walking her to school or the shops or something and you're giving her a reminder and you decide to record it or is there kind of a little bit more thinking that okay today maybe you want to uh, i want to teach my daughter this and maybe i can share that so other people can benefit um well i have a great question uh, most of the videos that i i do with my daughter or i out there it's more of a spontaneous type of thing where it's just the moment okay i sort of try to capture the moment but there is one video in particular um which was i sort of you know, I intended to sort of ask her, which was the question regarding the two conditions of an action being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the videos that I did recently. That was yeah. a video where I sort of wanted people to understand the importance of, you know, um, ikhlas, of sincerity. So I said to myself, maybe this is something which people can benefit from, and, and hence why I sort of um, intentionally recorded that with my daughter. Um, but most of the videos are, you know, spontaneous, alhamdulillah. Okay, alhamdulillah. That's great, bro. Uh, how, so I think we'll go into a little bit more of the, the, the practical side of things. I've seen like a lot of the comments is people asking you, like, what advice would you give to them? How do you help your child to learn these du'as? How do you get your child to like love Islam so much? It's so like you can see it in your daughter's eyes that whenever you speak about the Prophet وسلم, whenever you speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whenever she's, you know, learning something from yourself, she's genuinely interested in it and a lot of parents have this sometimes have a battle with their children to teach them about the deen that sometimes their children are running away from it they don't want to 
hear it. They'd rather maybe watch a cartoon or or watch a video here and there or something like that. Maybe, you know, to distract themselves from anything. And so I think a lot of parents are kind of commenting your thing, like, tell us what you've been doing to kind of get your daughter so involved. So maybe you can take us through some of the practical things that have been helping yourself. Yeah, so I usually... Um... My the, the advice I'd give, I've got I've got to sort of split up into two. Um, one advice okay. I have to sort of address it towards the brothers and sisters that are not married and don't have children yet. So what I'll say to them is that it starts very early, and the first step towards having righteous children or children that are cultivated upon Islam and the Sunnah of the Prophet mm-hmm. them, is by beginning from the moment wherein you want to choose a spouse. That's where it starts. And this is such an important point, Wallahi. Um, and the reason for that is because the person that you plan to marry or the person that you wish to, or you, you hope that this person is going to become your spouse, you both have to be on the same, you know, you, you have to have the same objective and the same goal. Your goals and your objectives has, has to be the same as that person. It has to be a joint effort. It can't be one person wanting to raise righteous children and the other is not really on the same page, Right. Um, there is a great, a beautiful statement recently read by one of the um, scholars of before. He said to his children, he said to his children, أَحْسَنْتُ إِلَيْكُمْ صِغَارًا وَكِبَارًا He said, I was good to you during your childhood and during your adulthood. وَقَبْلَ أَنْ تُولَدُوا And before you was even born. So his children, they responded back and they said, we understand that you was good to us during our childhood and during adulthood. But how was you good to us before we were even born? How does that make sense? He says, That I chose a righteous woman to be your mother. Subhanallah. So that's how early it starts, right? And that's not only specifically for the brothers, that's also for the sisters that you choose a righteous husband who has the same goals as you. Um, and the analogy I'll give to the, to the brothers and sisters is, Imagine you're trying to build a building, a tower block, right? And your aim is to complete this building. How can you complete that building when someone else is destroying it from the foundation, right? Whenever you try to build this this tower block, the person that you are married to is destroying it from the foundation. It has to be a joint effort. And that's when it truly becomes successful. You know, your tarbiyah becomes successful from the moment that you choose a spouse. So my advice is, as the Prophet said, a dunya mata. This dunya that we live in is mata, it's enjoyment. But the best enjoyment in this world is finding a righteous spouse. It makes things so much more easier. Right? Um, so that's the advice I would give to, um, uh, to the brothers and sisters that are not married and they don't yet have kids. Um, and then the advice I'll, I'll give to the parents that already have children is. It starts at home. It starts at home. Everything starts at home. The environment in which you raise your child in. You know, as they say that your child is a product of the environment, right? So the environment in which your child is in, is, it plays a major role. One of the things I, I, I made sure that I, I tried to do was that I tried to make it as fun and as enjoyable as possible, yeah. right? So the way in which I do that is that I had this um, method where I I gift my daughter quite a lot. Wallah, I do. Okay. I, I gift her quite a lot. And it, <laughs> it works for me. It works for me. So I give her targets and I say, look, Baba, inshallah, if you can achieve this task, you have a reward. You have a reward with me, but the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be even greater. Wallahi, you know, what is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be even greater. And she'll, she'll get excited. She'll be like, okay, are we going to reward you? I'm like, yeah, I'll reward you. And then um, I start to explain to her, like, the, uh, the, you know, the, the understanding of, of, of the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Give gifts to one another and you love one another. It will increase the love between you. Well, this is something which I found within my, my, my relationship with my daughter. That the more I gift her, the more that she enjoys it, right? She knows that Allah... Uh, not only is my father going to reward me, but likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward me on top of that. So I'm getting double the reward. I'm getting a reward <laughs> from, from my father and from, my, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it's, it's just a no-brainer. So um, 
Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, that's, that's one method that I, 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 uh, I've implemented. And likewise, the environment, I try to lead by way of example. And this is something which many of the parents need to understand. As the, as the famous poet, he says, You hope for salvation and for success, but you don't take its path. That indeed, the ship does not sail on dry land. Right? <laughs> so if you truly want salvation and success, lead by way of example. Right? And this is spe- specifically to the fathers as well. When the Prophet yeah. Sallallahu referred to referred to you as a shepherd, كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولًا رَعِيَّةٍ Each and every one of you is a shepherd, and each and every one of you is responsible for the flock. Be a responsible father. Be a present father. Be an active father. Right? If you want your child to be successful in, in this life and the hereafter, show them how to do it. And this is one of the things, wallahi, I truly find ajib because one day I, I, I said to myself, when did I ever teach? I'll see, I'll see my daughter doing something or resign a particular supplication. And I'll be like, I don't remember. I don't recall ever teaching you that. I'm saying that to myself thinking, wallahi, I don't remember teaching her that. <laughs> wallahi, I don't. And I'm sitting there thinking, subhanallah, this is one of the benefits of reading your adhkar and reading your adhiyah out loud. What I yeah. used to do very often is that when I'm praying even dhur, and you know, yeah. and I'm in the position of sujood, for example, I'll yeah. be saying out loud, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la, Subhana yeah. Rabbi al-A'la, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. Because I know, even though my daughter, she's young and she's not, she may not be praying at the time, she's there, she's present in the room. Right? Yeah. She's listening. Yeah. So hopefully, she'll pick it up. And that's exactly what I found. That she was picking up things from observing. Right, the children yeah. they like to observe and they like to imitate, right? They like to observe and imitate. So um, that's that's my advice to the parents: is lead by way of example, and inshallah things will, will, will work out. And Allah Alam and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Inshallah. Wow. Subhanallah. That's really good pieces of advice. One for the unmarried brothers and sisters. Definitely make sure you're choosing a righteous spouse, and. One for the married brothers and sisters. Lead by example and uh, be involved and make things fun. I think that's a key one. You know why? Because I feel like um, in our generation, uh, there's a lot of brothers and sisters that grew up being taught the deen in a very harsh way. They they were taught, you know, going to madrasa and uh, they 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 were slapped on the hand. Uh, for the mistakes that they got, they slapped on the back for the mistakes that they got. Um, you know, they were they were spoke they were spoken to harshly by their their teacher, who is their muallim, who's teaching them Quran. You know, teaching the best speech, but they're being beaten for it. And maybe even at home, they're being forced to pray. They're being told, uh, you know, if you don't pray, then this will happen and that will happen, and X Y Z consequences for things that they they obviously they like. I mean, they can't play the games or whatever it is, right? And and there was, you know, sometimes there's no concept of loving Allah. It's more so doing doing things. You know, like like you must do this and you must not do this. Rather than uh, uh, obviously that's part of the deen, but it's not it's not instilled within the love of Allah. It's not instilled within having fear of Allah or anything like that. It's just okay. You must do this and you must not do this. And I know I know uh, you know brothers. Uh, multiple brothers and especially one brother that sticks out in my mind that he told me why he don't go cause himself a muslim is because growing up he kept on being told that anything that he does he's going to jahannam for that any bad that he does he's going to jahannam for that and for him it just became a matter of yeah islam is just scary islam is just there to scare people to put fear into people and that's it that's all islam is and now he can't bring himself to Understand Islam from a loving The loving aspect of it And the loving side of it And that's probably something That's gone deep into psychology Because we've explained things to him You know We've tried to explain things In a way in which He may understand it better now Now that he's older Maybe we can tell him Okay look Allah is like this This is the nature of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala This is Jannah These are you know The actions that you can do etc But still He's uh, Has this You know Sort of distance from Islam because he's been put into his psychology from the infant years that nah, Islam is something that is to be feared. Allah is somebody who uh, 
uh, is angry with us, you know, and uh, everything that is bad to do, ends, uh, you end up going to the hellfire. So that's why I think the point that you made about teaching our children in a fun and engaging way, uh, it just goes with their fitrah. You, if you just leave children to their own devices, they're going to want to play and have fun and laugh and, and climb and, and, and do all of those kind of things. So because their fitrah is like that, then you're trying to change that fitrah by telling them that they should be fearful of things. Um, it's not really going to work in terms of the, the, the education. Uh, so I, that's why I think it's very important. Yeah, no, well, I totally, particularly, you know, the, the whole concept of Jahannam and Naar and the hellfire and the punishments is not something you should go through with your child from an early age. You know, these are things they don't really need to hear from a very young yeah. age. What you should be telling them about is, you know, Bashair giving them glad tidings of good things, right? Jannah and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful and the importance of, of being caring and sharing and being, you know, um, you know, loving your parents and loving goodness for others. And these are the type of things which you should be discussing with your child from an early age, not Jahannam and Naran. And again, it also goes back to, um, you know, the yeah. statement of the Prophet sallallahu when he says, Hadith al-Nas Speak to people in a manner mm -hmm. that they understand. I think with children, this is something that needs to be implemented from a very early age. Allah, speak to them in a manner that they understand. Speaking to them about punishments and hellfire and nar is not the right path to take. Wallahi mm -hmm. um, And sadly, uh, you know, many of us grew up upon that. If you don't pray, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do this, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. If you don't do that, then, you know, you're going to be punished and Wallahi doesn't help. All it does, it instills fear into the child. And when you, yeah. and when it instills, instills fear into you, you end up hating that thing because, you know, anything that reminds you of that, it, you know, it has negative, yeah. Yeah. Has a negative impact on you. So for me, uh, well, I understand it because that's the way I grew up. I grew up in a household where, you know, very traditional, right? You know, you do this, you do that, and that's the way it should be done. And if you don't, then there's a punishment. But Allah, alhamdulillah, one thing that we, we know is that we can do things differently. Right. Yeah. So um, that's, that's within itself is a blessing. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, Sheikh, you said that you know role modeling is is very very important. Um, what advice can you give to parents who maybe are struggling to seek knowledge, even if it's just a little bit? How can they maybe make time in their day to make sure that they are staying on top of? their own selves in terms of the knowledge that they have so that they can then pass that down to their children because you know to make to do to teach your child the way that you are showing us on social media it requires for you to have knowledge yourself and and for you to actually have sort of a love for that knowledge as well because your daughter is only loving it because you're sharing it to her in a loving way because you love that knowledge too so what advice can you give to some of us who are maybe struggling with that uh, ourselves well, my advice would be firstly, I think one thing we have to acknowledge and understand is that many of the madrasas in the country are overwhelmed, right? The teachers just have so much on their hands. You know, you go to a madras and you'll find that one teacher has about 15 or 20 students. You know, how much of that one hour that your child is there, or maybe the two hours that your child is there, are they going to get from that teacher that one-to-one? -one? You know, it probably, they may, they may get five minutes max or maybe 10 minutes max. So, to rely on the madaris or the madrasas in the country is, is, is not, it's not ideal. Well, that's not ideal. Um, so my advice to the parents is find some time in your week, right, for you to sort of educate yourself. Because, wallahi, nobody else is going to take this responsibility for you. This is something which you have to carry out as a parent. You are responsible yeah. for your children. And the same way that we give them, our children, so many years in the, you know, in the, in the, in the schools here and, and, and they're studying and they're going through, you know, um, the, they're going through primary school and secondary school and putting so much effort into that. We should also put the same effort into their religion, right? Um, so to my advice to the parents is to educate yourselves and to remember that by way of seeking knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make the path to Jannah easy for you. It's one of the yeah. best ways to attain Jannah, seeking knowledge. As the Prophet sallallahu tells us and he says, that whoever treads a path, path of knowledge, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make for that person the path to Jannah easy for them. So to remain sincere, firstly, 
And to remember that this is a path that will lead to Jannah. And number two, the best thing you can leave behind for your child in this dunya, Wallahi la ilaha illahu, is not wealth. That wealth, how many people have we seen who, you know, they, they inherited wealth from their parents? And subhanAllah, it only caused their destruction, right? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, there are many examples we can find, you know, from history and, and currently today. The best thing that you can leave behind for your child is knowledge. Mm. Knowledge that is beneficial to them. Knowledge that will protect them in this world and the hereafter. Right? The Prophet ﷺ tells us that the best of that the best of which a person leaves behind in this world are three things. He says, number one, a righteous child that supplicates for them. And how do you gain righteousness? Through knowledge. Right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, that the people that truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the scholars. The question comes, what does a scholar have that I don't as Ahmed? He has knowledge, right? SubhanAllah, so true. It's true. So, and he acts upon that knowledge. So, the best thing that you can leave behind with your children is knowledge, morals, and principles that they live by. And one thing I sort of recommend the parents with is, I have this little book for yeah. my daughter. I've posted it once. I'm not sure if you've seen it on, on, my, um, on my TikTok. Uh, and it yeah. has a name on the front, right? And there's words yeah. of advice in this book. Right, and I told my daughter that no matter that one day, obviously my daughter knows that one day Allah Allah is going to subhanahu take your father away. But this book, yeah. inshallah, hold on to it. It's words of advice, words of advice to my daughter. Uphold these principles that I've taught you. Live by it. You know, just words of advice that she can keep with her for the rest of her days. Right? Yeah. Those times, because there are going to be times where it's going to be difficult in life, and she's going to need something to return back to. You know, as well as the Quran, of course. Right? That she can look through and think. SubhanAllah, my father told me this. My father said this to me on that day. My father said this to me. And it will have that positive impact on her. The same thing that Luqman alayhi salam did with his son. Yeah. O my son, observe the prayer. Enjoy the good. Forbid the evil. And be patient upon that which befalls you. Right? These are words of advice Luqman alayhi salam is giving to his son. He also tells his son, in a, you know, from every aspect of life, he's giving them advice. He also says to his son, Don't eat fullness upon fullness, right? You know, don't just eat and, and not be, you know, uh, you know, not be aware of what you're eating. So, wallahi, it's, 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 it's important for us to seek knowledge. Let's, let's learn, let's yeah. educate yeah. ourselves so that we can pass it on to our children. Um, I really like the idea, just leaving a book behind with some advice in it. And it's very simple, subhanAllah, that anything that you come across that you feel like will be applicable to your children uh, when they grow up and they can read that, you just note it down. Um, uh, but of course, that starts with you going and finding that knowledge first for yourself. Uh, it's so, so important. So important, Allah. Um, I think we, we'll, we'll start wrapping it up. I want to give a chance to some people if they had any questions. If you guys just, uh, sometimes if you put the questions in the, the comment box, we'll lose it because there's so many comments coming in. But if you uh, just click on that, um, ask the question box uh, and just put a, a question in there, inshallah, we'll answer it. Uh, so while those questions are coming in, Ahmed, um, the last thing I guess I wanted to ask you was in terms of your bond with your daughter, it's, it seems so special, mashallah. And uh, for me, I have a son and a daughter And I can see the difference between how I bond with my son And how I bond with my daughter And there's this uh, it's indescribable sweetness That, that you feel but as a father towards, towards your, your girl Yeah, and uh, I, you know, when people ask me, you know, what's the difference? Like, I can't put it in words well, All I can say is that there's this, there's this sweetness, there's this beauty uh, when it comes to your daughter And you know like that typical thing of a, a dad would do anything for their daughter A dad would you know uh, the, the, the daughter becomes the daddy's girl No no problem Oh we have a guest here MashaAllah Asalaamu Alaikum Alaikum Asalaamu Alaikum She wants me to put this sticker on We were just thinking about you and now you walked in Is it for me? Oh, she's giving me a sticker, I'll stick it on me, Allah. MashaAllah. Allah, I'll put it here for me, yeah? Shukran. Jazakallah khair. Ayyakshallah, Rahmatullah. 
ايوه اوكي برضه صوت اللي اللهم بارك لها اللهم بارك لها ما شاء الله that's a sticker chart yeah I was just handing some out to my kids because I I told them I have to record this video so take some stickers and you can get your mom will give you a prize and then they they leave me alone for an hour الله يحفظهم الله يحفظهم يا رب امين امين yeah so just in terms of the the bond with your daughter how how would you describe it and and what's what's your thinking behind the importance of the father and the daughter relationship specifically i think that's the only thing i can comment on i don't have a son right so i only yeah. from the perspective of being a father Wallahi, my relationship with my daughter is as i mentioned it's it's something which it's very hard for me to, to express and to sort of put into words if allah subhanahu if i could have all only daughters then i would i'll take it well like i'll that that's how this deep you know <laughs> if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to me that i'd give you you know if you had a choice between having all boys or you know all boys or all girls i'll take all girls like any day of the week mashallah there is a level of wallahi there's a rahma that, that comes barakallahu fiqa there is a rahma that they possess which i can't describe it's like allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instilled within them this type of mercy that they have and and love that they have for their father that is it's ajib you know there has been many examples that Allah shows me and 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 you know Allah gives me examples where I sort of see it from my daughter like for example if I'm coming back home from work you know she'll be waiting at the window right yeah and I'd, I'd call my friends and I'd be like ah is this normal <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like because you, you guys obviously have have sons and they're like nah ah my son doesn't do that he says yeah my son is, <laughs> he's actively running around and he's, he's all over the place you know he says to me and, and I'll be like ah well like she she waste at the window for me to come home uh, you know these are during the days that I can't I can't pick her up from school and sometimes like if she has the choice to pick between who's going to pick her up she'll always pick me first try baba I'd want baba to pick me up right so um I don't know I don't, if it's, it's wallahi it's it's a mercy and it's a type of rahma and love that can't be explained wallahi I can't put it into words I can't you know it's something which is ajib and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it because it makes everything so much more easy you know when you come in home and running to you that that causes you to forget all of the problems that you're going through at work or wallah that is so true that's so true it causes me to forget any of the problems that I was going through that day i, I tend to forget at that moment and i say mazal al-umur bi khayratan masab everything is great you know the minute you come through the door and your door runs to you and says okay. baba and she's happy to see you think alhamdulillah things are great but um wallahi it's a blessing from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is why i i i highly recommend to constantly supplicate up to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wallahi we have to remember that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives and he's the one who prevents allah is the one that gives huwa al-mani' al-mu'ti wa al-mani' huwa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alladhi yu'ti wa alladhi yamna' huwa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one who gives and he is the one who prevents so it's important for us to constantly ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for righteous and a, you know a righteous offspring going back to that same supplication that zakaria made alayhi salam then this is a prophet from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but yet he is supplicating and saying qala rabbi habli min ladunka dhurriyatan tayyiba oh allah grant me a righteous and god fearing a pure offspring we need to make that same supplication wallahi we need to make that same supplication and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with children that are righteous and God-fearing. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I really don't know where it comes from. Um, it's from a blessing from Allah. <laughs> That's all I know. And I'm not complaining, Nakhi. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Well, it's so true. Daughters were so special. Literally, my wife was just telling me today, I was out. There's a madrasa that I teach at on, on Saturday mornings. I take my son with me because he's... He's almost he's going to be four next week so he's uh he's old enough to join this the younger class my daughter's too young she's like two years old and my wife me- was messaging me while I was there and she was saying um I heard Sarah in her room saying I want daddy to come home I want him to play with me and it's just like it just melts your heart so had Allah the the love that they have uh for for their fathers that father and daughter bond so had Allah um okay I'm going to take a look at some of these questions um inshallah and let's let's see okay uh 
Somebody is asking what was the name of the book. I'm not sure if you mentioned any specific book today in this live. I don't remember you mentioning any, you're referring to any book. Apart from the book that you created yourself. Maybe that's what somebody was asking. <laughs> no, that, that's a personal book. That's a personal book that I've yeah. sort of, just words of advice and, um, for my daughter. So that's, that's, a, that's a personal book. Uh, but there are many great books out there, um, which I've learned and benefited from. I'm not sure if you can still hear me. I think the connection is going to be funny. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear oh, you. Okay, Alhamdulillah. So there are many great books out there, which um, I've sort of benefited from. Um, there was a book, I'm not sure if it's, if it's been translated into English, that's my only worry, uh, which is Thalathuna Qa'ida, where the author, he brings 30 principles that every father should abide by. When, when it comes to raising righteous children Somebody sort of recommended That I, I translate the book But uh, I'll see inshallah Maybe one day if I find a better time I'll find a better time Maybe <laughs> I think about translating that book Because there's so many benefits in that book It talks about the importance of Leading by way of example um, The importance yep. of you know Carrying out certain things within the household Which helps bring mm. about uh, Taqwa right? Which is mm. like for example Having the Quran praying in your home That's something I do very often by the way I, yeah. I tried to like, yeah. you know, first thing in the morning, I let the Quran play. You know, at night, I let the Quran play. Um, there are also certain times of the day, for example, after Salat al-Asr, my daughter is aware, the hour before Salat al-Maghrib, we sit together and we go for our adhkar. We go for our morning, evening, our, our evening remembrance, right? And yeah. likewise, we do that in the morning after praying Salat al-Fajr. And it's all about just doing things together as a family, right? Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together. Um, and when you do that Your daughter will follow You know I started yeah. doing this By myself It wasn't her doing this At the beginning It was more of a thing Where I was mm. doing this uh, You know Alone And sooner or later yeah. I find that like, She was joining me And next you know, Now there's two of us Alhamdulillah we, we can do this together And You know Lo and behold She's memorized the book Subhanallah You know <laughs> She's Mashallah. learning Learning You know Subhanallah You just have to remain consistent Allah consistency you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves those actions, those righteous deeds that are consistently done. Even if it's a few, as long as you remain consistent yeah. in these things, um, inshallah, they'll pick it up. They'll pick it up. Okay, inshallah. Another question came through that said, will you um, encourage your daughter to memorize the Quran? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw recently, we've got a daily planner. So we've got a yes, daily planner. Yes, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a daily planner uh, and I sort of write on there her targets and this is the way that she learns right i was a bit afraid at the beginning i sort of thought to myself maybe i don't want to put too much pressure on her yeah, yeah right yeah. that was my biggest fear thinking mm. she's only a child you know you have to yeah, yeah. that she's a child you don't want to put too much pressure on her so i said to her baba um just this one dua memorize this dua and, and that's it and there's no time limit take your time and she, yeah. sort of, she sort of came back to me the next day and said to me, I've done that. That's, that'll be too easy. Like, you've got to give me more than that. <laughs> so I, I, said to, I looked at her and I thought to myself, okay, um, when somebody has, when a child has that eager, it's upon me as a parent to try and push her, give her a bit more, give her, you know, a, a bit more of a task. I can't fall back now and say, okay, now nah, I'll leave it there. She wants me to challenge yeah. her. She wants me, she wants me to sort of give her, because she knows that she's going to be rewarded, by the way, right? She knows there's a yeah, reward yeah, yeah. for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, so, so um, that's the way it is for me. Um, it's a thing where she knows she's going to be rewarded, um, and that's yeah. why just try and do things together. Wallahi, that is the most important thing. Worship Allah together. Worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala together. You know, pray together. Sometimes give her the honor of doing the adhan right? And if she doesn't okay. know, yeah. then you know, you do it a few times, and, and she'll pick it up. These yeah. type of things are things which I feel like. In many of our, our, our homes, unfortunately, it's not carried out. Like, even yeah. looking, looking back at my upbringing, I can't really remember, remember the, the Adhan being, you know, being, you know, recited out loud or the Adhan being called in the house. I don't remember. I don't recall. Maybe once mm. or twice or a few times here and there, but it wasn't something which I used to consistently see, you know, hearing the Adhan being called. We tend to rely on these little alarm clocks, alarm clocks right, that we have around yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. But... That shouldn't be the case, right? You should, we, should be, we should be calling out the Erdan. And as the Prophet told us, it chases away any evil in the home, any shayatiyin and yeah. anything of that sort. So, 
yeah, let's 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 bring back the sunnah, inshallah. Let's do let's worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together. Try and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your, together with your children. Wallahu alam. Were there any questions? Like, I don't know if we get the same questions. There might be stuff on your side that I can't see. Uh, yeah, there was a question I received at the beginning. It was, yeah. I think it came from a sister and she said, what role does a father play at home? Uh, and I think mm. she was asking from the perspective of the spouse. Okay. Rather than the children. Mm. What I would say to you, sister, is that um, our greatest example and our greatest role model is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah tells us, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا That indeed in the life of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is a great example for you. When we look at the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he treated his wives and the way in which he used to carry himself at home, uh, you yeah. find that he was helpful and he played a major role at home a man once came to Aisha عنها, the wife of the Prophet وسلم, and he asks وسلم, what was the Prophet وسلم, like at home and she says that he was at the service of his family right he was at the service of his family he would support his family at home he would play an active role at home and this is what a lot of the brothers need to remember right you need to play an active role at home with your spouse and likewise with your children. It's not a one-way street where you only support your wife and you neglect your children or you support your children and you neglect your wife, right? Both parties have rights upon you. Uh, and it goes back to the statement, uh, give everyone their rights, right? Yeah, everyone has yeah. rights and give everyone their rights. Wallah. Um let's just see if there's one more maybe you've got time for uh okay i think this one's been asked a couple of times now um what age would you start teaching and what would you use in terms of resources to start teaching your daughter i'm guessing they mean like the du'as islam etc etc um i may shock a few of you but i don't really believe that children need to learn from an early age and i'll explain why <laughs> i'll explain why um, you know, during when I was studying my masters, one of the things I learned, subhanAllah, when I was studying linguistics was that children, they don't learn, they, they, they acquire. And when I did a bit right. of research into this, I found that, subhanAllah, many of the statements of the scholars of before, it actually is an agreement to this, right? What is the difference between acquiring and learning? Learning is something we do consciously, right? You go out and you actually you try to learn, right? Whereas children, acquire something that's done without the child realizing right and that's one thing i realized with my daughter you don't have to teach anything well like at the beginning you should yeah. have to lead by way of example right you rectify yourself you rectify yourself and you sort of carry out those righteous deeds which you want your daughter to learn and you'll find her implementing it Wallahi yeah that's a promise Wallahi, i promise you you will find your daughter imitating every action and every word that you utter that is truly something which i found in my daughter i never taught her how to pray as i mentioned earlier i never taught her many of these adhiriya if i'm doing my card i'll say it out loud and i'll find her a short one. if i keep that up consistently she'll be yeah. repeating the same thing mm. so so um start with yourself Inshallah, your, your, your children will follow you. Okay, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh Ahmed. I think we've, we've uh, done quite a lot now. Probably need to get back to our families. Uh, hopefully, everybody has uh, benefited from this. And uh, I think many people were asking if it's going to be saved. Yeah, I'm going to save it uh, so people can watch it back if they've missed it or they want to share it to others on my page. And then I'll be uploading this on podcast apps and on the YouTube, on my YouTube channel um, in the next few days or maybe in the in the next week or so. Um, so that that can stay there as well, inshallah. And you guys can watch it then and um, things like that, inshallah. So, yeah, that's all. Inshallah, maybe we can do another one at some point. And, uh, and hopefully a, a link up is pending as well. Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah definitely, us. inshallah. Definitely. <laughs> khair. And I appreciate you, Akhi. Thanks for the invite. Um, truly, no inshallah, problem. we can possibly do this again. Inshallah, do you want to give salam? Inshallah, do you want to give salam to? Go, go.
She's very shy. Salam. Kalu bet salam. Salam alaykum kalu. Say salam you. Salam alaykum. She probably can't hear me because you got headphones. Yeah, she can't hear you, Akhi. Yeah. She gave you guys salam. Jazakumullah khair. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stab the eat. He makes us sincere in our in our in our actions and in our speech. Amen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protects us from the trials and tribulations of this world. They are many. Amen. Ma zahara minha wa ma batan. That which is apparent and that which is hidden. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blesses us with a righteous offspring and that he protects us and our children and he makes them uh, an offspring which worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Amen. he blesses us all with a good ending in this world. Allahumma zubna hasan khatima. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep our hearts firm upon his obedience. And upon his religion. Allah Allah